the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Now, today I am lone Mr. Host because our two co-hosts are uh, off today, but I do have a special guest I'm going to introduce in just a second here. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is Mr. Miscellaneous trivia. Our special guest today is Michael Browse, who is a reverse mortgage specialist. Michael, welcome to the Best of Investing. Hey, thank you, Edward. I was thinking um, this might be the the Browse and Brown show yes. today. <laughs> that is true. All right, now we've we've got a uh, we we know we're going to make this conversational, uh, but we do have a bunch of things to, to cover. Um, why don't you first just very quick? Most people know what a ver- reverse mortgage is, but why don't you just give a quick oversight and then we'll get into the questions. So, you know, give the audience a little uh, a background about what a reverse mortgage uh, and when it started. Yeah, sure. So, the, so in a, in a general sense or in a, you know, very um, generic sense, the reverse mortgage was designed for homeowners age 62 or older okay. um, to use the equity in their home uh, for, for things, right. For, uh, sometimes there's more uh, months left at the end of the money yeah. and uh, you know, they, that money's got to come from somewhere and, you know, using a reverse mortgage, they could, you know, grab some of that money out of the equity um, and use it for what they as need. As they used to say, real estate, rich, cash, poor. Yeah. 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 In a lot of cases, you know, the, the example of folks so focused on paying off their home, um, they may have done that it to the detriment of, of saving for retirement and you know they they own the home. However, retirement um, lasted a little longer than they thought it might, yeah. and uh, so they're they're kind of scrambling around. Or just and, even um, the real estate taxes or an insurance. I mean, or, or deferred maintenance on the house. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 all kinds of things that come up. You know, a lot of the homes, you know, in California were you know were built in the, you know the late '60s. A lot of the you know, the um, planned unit developments or subdivisions. And there's just, you know, there, there tends to be a lot of deferred maintenance on that, whether it's, you know, roofs, water heaters, um, uh, you know, there's just a number of things that can, uh, can, can go on. Yeah. Okay. So the first question would come up, uh, well, why won't, why don't these people just go get a home equity line of credit? Yeah, that's a good point. So just practically, if somebody's cash flow is pinched, they're not going to qualify. Okay. 
you know, th that's one, you know, one reason why they might not do that. Um, another reason, if they're looking at the long game, Edward, that, you know, we know that a home equity line of credit is typically, you know, you can borrow against it and pay it back over a 10 year period. And then it's, you know, it be, it, you know, becomes kind of frozen and then the payback period starts. Um, and it leaves some uncertainty with a lot of borrowers because, you know, um, as you know, the, the interest rate can go up like we're seeing right now. So a lot of those um, HELOCs or um, home equity lines of credit, um, you know, the interest rate has gone up because it's tied to the prime. And, you know, they're looking at a little bit higher of a rate right now. And so, that, you know, it concerns some people. So the reverse mortgages, um, they're similar to like a 30-year mortgage where the fixed interest rates? Well, they, the, well, to yes and no. So okay. there are some varieties of reverse mortgages. You can get a fixed rate, um, okay. but you also can get an adjustable. Yeah, okay. But even with the adjustable, there's no minimum payment required. Gotcha. So if you, you know, if, if I, you know, put somebody in a reverse mortgage, that's an adjustable rate. Uh, most of the time, well, all of the time, there's a cap, but also too, it's not as important to have a fixed rate uh, when you're, when you're not making payments. Gotcha. So no, that, there's that, zero. Sense. So yeah, I remember many years ago uh, there, they, the reverse mortgages, um, they got a bad name. It sounded like banks and other institutions were taking advantage of the older people. Well, what changed over the last, let's say, 20 years or so? Yeah, so a couple of things. And you're right. They, they were sold incorrectly. Um, and they were sold as a, hey, get all the cash out and go spend it somewhere. Or, you know, get all the cash out and place it in the stock market. You know, that, you know, that, that's a grand idea, you know, where it's basically Las Vegas. If you're, you know, putting your money on, you know, something that, you know, and you, and you, and I'm sure you, you, you know, you preach is that if you want a high return, you're going to equal high risk. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that was happening. And so you'd find somebody who would pull out all their equity. They would either, you know, squander it on uh, habits or hobbies, um, or with the promises of, hey, you give us, you know, twenty five thousand dollars, we'll turn it into fifty for you. So those were some of the those were some of the things that that really they were sold incorrectly, very similar to the way annuities were early on. But nobody bats an eye anymore at having an annuity in you know their investment portfolio. Now I'm not a you know I'm not a planner. You you would know more yeah, about that. Yeah, than me. yeah, I'm really been a big fan of annuities, especially with when interest rates were fairly low. And mm. a lot of the, let's say people who took, uh, you know, got fixed annuities two years ago, probably got locked in at, you know, one or 2% for a really long time. Uh, you know, I don't know all the rates uh, back then, but, um, uh, you know, mm. and like, okay, well now you're stuck. It's like a very, very long-term bond or long-term CD. And, you know, there might be some penalties for getting out. So I've never been a big fan of, uh, of annuities. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell you what, we're going to go to our first commercial break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about the pros and the cons of uh, uh, Heckums, as they say, right? Home equity. What the heck is What the heck's a Heckum? HECM. What does it stand for? Home equity conversion mortgage. Home equity conversion mortgage. Okay. And then we'll also talk about some strategies too. I want to make a quick mention here for Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Pizza, the way it ought to be. I tell you, just every time I even say it, my mouth waters because I just love their pizza. Uh, check them out at Mike's uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. All right. First trivia question. 
what is the official state animal of Wisconsin? All right, that's our trivia question. Email, or actually you can call uh, 415, excuse me, boy, let me try this again, 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Michael Browse, uh, talking about home equity, uh, excuse me, uh, um, Heckums, right? Heckums, yeah. Reverse mortgages. I, it's so funny, I keep just calling it reverse mortgages because I think <laughs> home equity and then conversion mortgage, you know, just Heckums or reverse mortgages. But let's, uh, let's first go to our first trivia question. What is the official state animal of Wisconsin? The badger. Remember the Wisconsin Badgers. Okay. All right. So, Michael, um, continuing on with uh, what we're talking about with reverse mortgages, um, how have they changed in the last 20 years? Yeah. So, so they have put in some kind of safeguards because, you know, seniors, seniors, uh, you know, they're a protected class. Mm -hmm. So what that means is anytime um, you're, you know, you're doing business with them, there are certain guidelines that you have to follow. And one of the, one of the main things that is a, protection uh for this for the senior is what's called the you know mandatory hud counseling Mm -hmm. so in california and in most states i'm licensed in california so i can't really speak to the other states but um before the uh before really anything can be done as far as um ordering an appraisal or opening escrow which is part of the loan process um they have to talk to a non-interested third party uh, an authorized HUD counselor. And uh, so that protects the, the, um, the senior in that this counselor is no way tied into any financial outcome. They're basically making sure that the, the senior understands what they're getting themselves into. Um, they've reviewed a small budget for the senior and um, they gone, they've gone over uh, some of the numbers. Uh, that's okay. provided to the senior homeowner that kind of talks about the, the the loan. So I feel like that's a change. It's a positive change. The other one is what's called financial assessment. And that, that came into being around, I want to say 2015 before uh, if you wanted a reverse mortgage, you basically just applied. And if there was equity in the home, you know, you got the money um, with financial assessment uh, because they saw a lot of, things going sideways with borrowers not even be able to keep up with their homeowners insurance and property taxes. They really went to this model where they uh, ran the numbers through a financial assessment. Is that what they call Lisa? There can be a Lisa. Now Lisa is put on the loan and that's exactly what that's designed for. It's an escrow account that's set up to pay for homeowners insurance and property taxes. But like most traditional escrow accounts, it's not just for, one year, they'll take, depending on the age of the borrower, they'll take a big chunk. And so Elisa became more of a um, something that the lenders really didn't want to do, but yeah. they 
put that in place to make sure that the property taxes and homeowners were were in place. So with the financial assessment, basically what that did is said, uh, look, you know, we're going to give you the loan and we know that the money you have coming in can cover homeowners insurance and um, and the property taxes. And so that was a little that was a little and that actually disqualified a lot of people. Because it's not always the right idea to do a reverse. Sometimes, you know, the, they really need to sell the home. It's just got gotcha. to. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but you know what, for, for people who don't have the income uh, mm-hmm. where they're, they're strapped to be able to pay the increasing real estate taxes and probably increasing insurance because of fires and all that. Uh, it's kind of a forced savings in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sure, they might lose the time value of money of the, of the five, six, ten years worth, depending upon how old the person is. But no, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of need a, a forced savings and then, then they don't have to really even think about paying the real estate taxes and insurance for, I guess it's their expected lifetime. Is that how the... Yeah, yeah, right? that's a good point, Edward. And sometimes, uh, you know, it, it, it used to be when when the Lisa first came out, life expectancy set aside, that's our equivalent of an escrow account. Okay. Um, they couldn't do it if if they didn't, if they weren't, required to do it oh so but then it changed and because it just like you said it became a forced savings account in that we don't have to worry about whether the property taxes are going to get paid and we don't have to worry about where the homeowner's insurance is going to get paid it's already set aside yeah it's interesting because some people even if they're let's say just a regular old homeowner taking out a loan sometimes that homeowner likes escrowed insurance and taxes because it's just one payment they make every month they, mm-hmm. and they don't have to think about, Oh, I got to have this extra savings for the real estate taxes and insurance. Um, it's funny when I refinanced my house and I got a really good rate back, I kind of got it almost close to the low in mm-hmm. January dash April. Cause it took a few months to get it done in 2021. Uh, it was just, that was part of the rules. It's like, I think what I was going to get is like a, you know, a better rate if I escrowed or mm-hmm. that, you know, that's how, that's what had, had to happen. And sure enough, my, you know, my payment's a lot higher than it would be, mm. but I'm going to be paying the stuff anyway. It's not, it's not really costing me anything, right. you know? Uh, yeah. so, so it's, it's, I, I think it's really, I think it's a really good thing. In fact, they probably should throw on those leases anyway, even if yeah. people are not, you know, financially unable to, to, uh, to do it. Just, yeah. just, you know, cause older people, you know, sometimes people forget. You know, and you, you don't want they that do. kind of situation either. So no. I totally get that. Um, no. And, you know, here's an interesting point. A lot, a lot of people don't know this, but um, property taxes are the first lien on a home. Yeah. And um, it's, you say, well, why is that? It seems like the home, the home, the loan, Alone, with yeah. Chase or the, or the loan with B of A would be the first lien on Not the property. Not has the government involved. They've right. got to be number one. <laughs> right. And you know, in my, in my, in my, my simple little brain, it was like, I have to remember that the land was there first, right? So, <laughs> right? Before the house. So that's why the lien is first. You pay those property taxes because the dirt was there first and then the lender gets paid. So that that's, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't understand the, the fact that, you know, if you don't pay your property taxes, um, yeah, that's not going to go well. Well, um, well that's why they, the uh, lender will, you know, check that stuff usually and knock on yeah. your door or not, you know, send you a letter saying, Hey, you better pay these property taxes or we're going to pay it or, you know, consider you in default and et cetera, et cetera. 
They have a vested interest. And what if you don't have a loan? What if you don't pay your property taxes and you don't even have a mortgage? You still can get foreclosure <laughs> by the, the county. And going to get their money. Yeah. Plus what they charge you like, was it 18% uh, plus penalties? I mean, but serious sharks, I'll tell you. Serious oh, business. It's, yeah, I know. It's going to say I'm, I'm in the wrong business here. Um, <laughs> how do I get to be in the tax business? Okay. Right. Um, all right. We're going to cut to our uh, second commercial break here. We come back. want to cover uh, the pros and cons to HECMs, uh, strategies to employ the costs associated with HECMs, and uh, some myths. Because I know there's always some myths out there. Hmm. All right. Here we go. Here's our second trivia question. What vegetable is found in dishes served, quote, Florentine style? All right. So if you if you get a, uh, if you get a dish that's served Florentine style, what vegetable is usually the one that's found it? If you don't know it, once I tell you, you go, oh, oh that makes sense. All right. So call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which, by the way, is worth over one hundred dollars. And we're getting be getting into summer here pretty soon. So get your tan on. Before you get your tan on, right? Okay, yeah, let me ask one more time. What vegetable is found in dishes served Florentine style? All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Michael Browse, talking about Heckam's, uh, i.e. reverse mortgages. Uh, second trivia question, what vegetable is found in dishes served Florentine style? And the answer is Spinach. Mm-hmm. You always think about, uh, you know, quiche and, and all those things or anything that's Florentine. It always seems to be green. That's because uh, of the spinach that's in it. Mm. All right. And now next question I'm going to ask in the next break is uh, baseball. So hopefully, uh, you know, baseball. All right. Uh, so we're talking to Michael Browse of, uh, about reverse mortgages. And by the way, um, let's give out your information. We're going to give it out again, but let's give out your information uh, if People have questions about reverse mortgages and whether or not uh, they should get them because we are going to talk about the pros and cons. How do people get a hold of you, Michael? Sure. My phone uh, number is 707-888-8230. It's a 707-888-8230. You can phone or text on that line. Um, that's probably the best way. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you'll have later you know, a place for you know, email. I'm here in Petaluma. Uh, I serve all of California. Okay. So, um, yeah. So put out an email anyway, just in case people happen to be writing it. Uh, yeah, Mike at MichaelBrouse.com. Okay. Uh, M-I-K-E. Yeah, 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 Mike at MichaelBrouse.com. Okay. And I also, you know, I also have a NorCal Reverse is a um, – it's a, you can go there and it, there's an, there's actually a calculator on there. So if you're, oh. if uh, somebody's wondering how much money they may qualify for, it's right there on my, on my landing page there. It's no charge. Um, pretty accurate too. Yeah. Cause uh, you, I mean, it kind of makes sense uh, that the older you are, the more you'll qualify for, because unfortunately you're closer to death. And so, you know, the, the, the bank, the institution doesn't have to wait, 
you know, 60 years probably to get their money back, uh, most likely, you know, unless mm-hmm. they come up with some pill that makes people live to be 150 years old. Um, so what, if you could, uh, before we get into the actual costs, um, what pros and cons to Hackums? Yeah, pros and cons. So, as you know, as we say, it's, it, this isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that uh, the cons are, if you're not going to be in the home for at least you know, two years, two to three years, uh, the upfront investment might, might not, the numbers might not work. They might, but they might not. So I'd say the con is, um, you know, a little upfront cost there. Um, number two would be negative amortization. So because you're not required to make a minimum payment, there is a balance that's growing and it's compounding at an interest rate. So guaranteed that uh, when you're not making payments on the loan, it's going to grow. So what that means is in the long term is that you have, you know, significant equity erosion. In other words, every year. That's kind of controllable because if you, if for some, I mean, if someone gives you a bunch of cash up front and you're just sitting on it, let's say you were thinking about remodeling or doing something and you don't do it, you can always make payments on the reverse mortgage to bring it back down. Yeah. We so, do. We, we have folks that do that because, yeah. you know, the adjustable rate is commensurate, you know, with a 30 year fixed on the traditional side. And they, you know, there may be pre-retirement and they say, look, I'm going to get this reverse now. I'm going to make payments um, until I can't, you know, or until I decide oh, that's not to. That's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting strategy. So um, uh, we, we obviously know the pros because for people who are cash strapped, but have a lot of equity, uh, yeah. the, the banks now, do all banks uh, give Heckams? Uh, well, the big banks don't. Big banks don't. Um, they okay. do not. The the major, you know, the biggies, you know, the Chases, the B of A's, the Cities, the Wells you know, Fargo. They say Bank of America. Yeah, Wells Fargo. They they got out actually, yeah. you know, for various reasons. Um, so you 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 there's maybe five major lenders in this space. Um, of course, you know, people have heard of American Advisors Group. Uh, they're, they're basically a, um, uh, well, I would say they're a call center uh, centric uh, mm-hmm. company. Um, Finance of America Reverse, uh, but Success Mortgage Partners, and that's who I'm aligned with, basically has access to all of the, you know, the large lenders, but we're a little bit more nimble in that we're able to sometimes broker and uh, kind of find out, you know, what products may be out there. But I want to go back to something that you said, if I could, that, you know, that um, the reverse is, is sometimes used as a mortgage of last resort. In other words, the borrower, they really need to do the reverse mortgage or they need to sell the home, Yeah, you know, and that's okay. You know, if they need to sell the home, they need to sell the, sell the home. But there are also folks that do the um, reverse mortgage that are maybe at the other end of the spectrum. Let's say they bought the home in, you know, 1980 for, you know, 100,000. And now it's like 1.2 million. And they say, look, I I think I want to create a line of credit just to have. I don't need it, but just to have it because I feel weird about sitting on all this equity and it's not doing anything for me. So we have folks that, yeah, they, they need to do it save the house. They want to stay there. It really need, it's a, it's a necessity, but then there's also folks that, you know, they have a runtime, you know, maybe uh, to age 120, they don't need the money, but well, again, also capital gains, you know, because after they change the rules, they don't want to be selling their house and 
paying all those taxes, even with, you know, a little bit of get out of jail free money. Yeah. And they, okay. So I'm not a CPA, but, no, but they they would, whether they leveraged the money through a, you know, reverse mortgage or not, <laughs> there's yeah. some rules in there where it, it, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know if it necessarily offsets their capital gains dollar for dollar. You, you, you may, you may, but I'm, I'm not aware. Well, I think- but no, but I mean, borrowing money doesn't trigger a taxable event. No, so, no, not. Oh, is that your point? Yeah, no, not. not it so versus if they said, if I sell the house and go buy another house. Right. You know, I, 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 you're going to pay all those taxes. So. Oh, I hear. Yeah, no. Right? And so no, I can see people, you know, it, it, let's say, you know, someone, a lot of people are emotionally attached to their house. They don't want to sell. They don't want to downsize, right? And okay, yeah, I know. So am I. And um, you know, the, the the here they get to stay in their house without paying any mortgage payment. Um, yeah. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Especially no, and, if they can tap into a lot of money. Uh, let's see here. Um, there's one more scenario. If we, if, yeah, yeah, if we have, uh, say the one more scenario, we're going to cut the break. We come back. Sure. Uh, we do want to go for the cost. So go ahead. Yeah. So I'll make it, I'll make it quick on the one more scenario. It's like the the folks in the middle, right? They, uh, they retired and they're doing okay in retirement. You know, they're able to, you know, go out to restaurants, maybe take a vacation here and there and they're okay. What happens is unexpected expenses. And even what we're seeing now with inflation, you know, they were fine before they had to, you know, it was a hundred dollars to fill up their gas tank or maybe their car, you know, they had to replace the car or some of the things we were talking about earlier with replacing yep. the roof or water heater um, or increased medical expenses. So one minute they're, they're okay. And they're having a great retirement, but the next minute it's kind of like, man, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of short again. There's more month well, at the end of the money. It's not a bad idea. Well, here's one other quick thing before we go to break. What yeah. happens if someone gets a line of credit and suddenly the bank decides, you know what, uh, another 2007 to eight, crash type situation and they freeze the line of credit. You can't tap that anymore. Guess what? That can happen with the right. home equity line of credit, but not that's with a time. Not with the heck of that's, that's right. A, right. That's, that's, that's right. my point. Okay. Here's our, here's yeah. our last trivia exactly. question. Yeah. Which major league pitcher totaled the most strikeouts during both the 1970s and 1980s? Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Michael Brown, uh, specialist in reverse mortgages. Our trivia question was, uh, which major league pitcher totaled the most strikeouts during both the 1970s and 1980s? Who would that be, Michael? Are you a baseball fan? I am. Who would that be? You know, Nolan Ryan used to Nolan, throw. I mean, that's correct. Nolan is Ryan. it? Yeah. Well, listen. You know what? You batted one. You batted three thirty-three. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Um, That'll get me a million dollars a year. To get, yeah. Exactly. Major that's League funny. Baseball. And it's like, you know what Ted Williams used to say was the difference between batting three hundred and two fifty is only one extra hit per week. And it's and it's and the two fifty hitter is really not that good, but a three hundred hitter is very good. All right, um, so we're talking about reverse mortgages here. Well, let's get into the costs. You said it was going to be you know instead of you know going for a different uh, let's say a credit line or regular mortgage, uh, you yeah. can do a HECM. You know if you're going to sell the house within one to two years, it may or may not make sense. Uh, so what, what would the costs be associated with 
taking a reverse mortgage? Yeah, so the cost can be kind of be broken up into three categories. Um, let me talk about the like the biggest cost is basically the FHA insurance. Um, all FHA loans have mortgage insurance, and with the HECM, uh, it, it's two percent of the appraised value up to around eighteen thousand. Okay, is that a one-time so one-time shot. That is, that's one time upfront. Now there is a monthly after that, but that's absorbed into, you know, that, that goes into the, the, the growing balance of the reverse mortgage balance. Um, but that upfront is kind of like, it's a tough pill to swallow, but wow, people say, well, why, why so much? What you're getting with that is, is a non-recourse feature. And I don't know if we, if we have time to, to go into kind of break that down, but basically you can have with, with the non-recourse feature, which is, really what you're paying for with that 2% on, on top of the, the appraised value um, is the fact that you can never owe more than the home is worth. So let's say that, you know, at the end of 70 years, the balance on the reverse mortgage is higher than the value of the home. Okay. Well, in that case, the money that's the difference wouldn't be owed to the, the heirs or the family. FHA insurance would come in and pay that difference. Gotcha. So at that point, it would be an insurance claim. So that's really what you're paying for. Upon death of the... That's correct. Yeah, okay. And so that that is a peace of mind. I mean, it's like, how much would you pay for that? And then when you think about it, like 2% of the appraised value is not a lot to have that assurity that you're not going to saddle your heirs with a bunch of debt on the house. Gotcha. And and how much would the annual or monthly fee... The monthly is is a half a percent. uh, Per year. Per year on the existing, okay. no, well, it's it's calculated monthly because you go, you'll get a statement every month and yeah. it will show that calculation. Um, but I do have well, people. But that's, know, not a, that's, that's not a half a percent on the value of the property. That's a half a percent on the amount that's owed. That's correct. Correct. Okay. So that's, that's a different, that's a difference on that. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's the first, the first kind that's of first what goes into the cost. The second is with origination, what a, what a loan officer may charge, they can charge up to $6,000 for their services. Okay. Okay. And the number three is what we call, you know, third party costs, which don't go to the company. They go to, you know, third party companies that help facilitate the mortgage. You know, we've heard of appraisers, you know, the yeah, home has to be a title and escrow. Yeah. yeah. So those junk fees, if you will, um, normally they'll, you know, depending on the value of the home, it's, you know, it usually comes in between, you know, 3,500 and $5,000. Okay. So, you know, when you add up, the, you know, so yeah, it does, I get, and that's why I say, look, if you're going to sell the house in a year, yeah, there might be other options. Or, yeah. you know, if you're not going to be in the home for a minute, um, you know, so at that point, but yeah, but, but also too, like if your home, you know, increased in value, like 5,000 X and you're going to pay, you know, this <laughs> to be able to leverage that back out. Yeah. Well, again, again, what it really comes to, I mean, what I can see the huge benefit or specifically the people who are real estate rich and cash poor. Um, and do they always have to be at first mortgage? They're not going to be, they're not going to be a second mortgage, are they? No, it's always. Okay. So they'll pay first a, position yeah. first mortgage. They'll pay that off as, as part of it. And you can do lines of credit as well as just a one lump sum. You, you can choose, right? That's a good point. Yeah. So there's basically three options when it comes to how you're going to access the funds. Okay. It can be a lump sum up front. It can be what's called tenure, T-E-N-U-R-E, where it's, it's, it, there's systematic payments made into your account from the equity for a lifetime. 
Okay. That's called tenure. And then the line of credit, which is, you know, super popular. It's just like a standby. It's there if you need it. Yeah. And um, it's kind of a peace of mind loan. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, we have a little bit of time. Um, give us some myths about Heckam's. Myth, myth perceptions, myth, as we myth call them. perceptions, as they say, yes. Myth perceptions. Yeah, the biggest one is that the bank owns the home. I, I get, I mean, here I we are with. People think that it's, it's a loan. I and mean, when I get a loan from Wells Fargo on my house, they don't own the home. You know, I own it. They just have first mortgage. It's the same thing here. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing there. It's, it's like, but I, but I understand, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's propagated over time. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other, the, the second, the second, mo- the second biggest myth perception is that when the borrower passes, yeah that all the equity stays with the bank. Uh, yeah. So, so if I understand it, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, let's say, you know, dad had died and mom was the one who was left and she got mm-hmm. the, the heck of mm-hmm. if, when she passes the, it stops from the standpoint, you can't, you can't access any more money. And the heirs have, is it one year to sell the house? Up to one year, yeah. Up to one year, yeah, because you can't just suddenly go, okay, you died. Two days later, boom, you got to pay the money. So right. the heirs have to figure out a way to either sell the house or refinance it or something and, and pay mm-hmm. off the, the loan in a year. I mean, a year is a pretty long time. It is a long time. And, and so, so just, you know, full disclosure, yeah. um, as soon as, you know, let's see, father, you know, dad passed on a couple of years ago. Mom is in the house. She passes away. There's internal things with our servicers where they know when people pass away. And you can imagine that it's not that hard to get that information because, you know, of the obituary services. So really what happens is that letter comes out fairly quickly. Gotcha. Yeah, you got to remember. See, if you had some unscrupulous uh, children, they would want to just keep accessing money. So similar well, they, yeah. like Social Security. Social Security is deposited every month into someone's account. And yeah. Die, and nobody says anything to the government. Those checks will just keep coming. Right. So people need to have a little bit of integrity here. And uh, they do. They do. And I always, you know, if I always have the conversation if there is a, a, a child living in the home or, you know, like an adult oh, child living in the home. It's like, um, you know, when when mom passes, these are her three options. You know, these are the options that you'll have if you're named as the as the heirs. You know, you can buy the home, sell the home or, you know, if you no longer want the home, you know, HUD will do something with it. But for the most part, you know, people, people want any remaining equity or they may want to buy the home because it's been in the families for so long. Yeah, no, that, that, that totally makes sense. And it's, yeah. I would think that based on the loan to value, you don't usually get to again, because the younger you are, the lo- lower amount of money you have access to. And especially with, um, of prices going up, I can't really imagine that the, the, the institutions have been hurt by, you know, somebody living, they eventually die, you know, they're not underwater, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a real, and you can, you can actually, you know, Google FHA fund. I can't remember the, the technical name of it, but it ensures all of the Ginny May stuff. Okay. All right. Stay with us. Best of investing. I'll be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. 
Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Michael Browse, talking about reverse mortgages. Um, so, Michael, let's, let's kind of read. Why don't you give us a little bit of a recap? Yeah, us? yeah. So, um, and I know that I talk pretty fast. And if somebody has more questions, again, they can, they can you know, phone me at 707-888-8230 or send me a text. You can always go to NorCal dot norcalreverse.com there's that free calculator on there again this isn't for everybody but what i feel like is if folks understand the product and how it can help them they would be a lot more have a lot more comfort level with it and that's really the challenge is the educational part Um, but there's a ton of info out there when you when you sit down with uh i just say mom and dad do you usually also sit down with the family, you know, the kids to, to explain all this? Yeah, I do. Even when they tell me that their kid's not for it. <laughs> because, you know, well, it's yeah, a li- and, and, I mean, you don't, all, I mean, and also you don't want to waste your time going through a bunch of paperwork. And at the last minute they say, nah, we decided against this because. Yeah. You know, I, usually, I usually try to vet that up front and say, look, is there anybody else that might be influencing your decision here? Cause it's a legacy play, Edward, you know, a lot of the, a lot of folks want to make sure that they're leaving something, you know, for their kids, um, you know, generationally. And sometimes it's like, look, whether you do this or not, um, you know, the, the money's getting absorbed in your, you know, either your healthcare or, yeah. uh, you know, just certain, there's a lot of, there's a lot of folks that help their kids out too. And <laughs> it's like, I would think that, I mean, unless you're throwing out a bunch of, ad, how do you get your clients? Is, is it all referrals or? It is referrals. And I do do some, you know, some um, Google, Google stuff uh, just to have a good presence there. Cause when, when people are looking for it, they don't want to talk to a salesperson. No. And so I try to make it consultative. I try to make it to where they can get really a lot of information without even talking to me. So usually I want them to, you know, come talk to me once they've you know read some of maybe some of my stuff, watch some of my videos, listen to, you know, this, this program here and yeah. um, you know, they'll get a comfort level with it. And um, there's a lot of people doing them, you know, it's not like being done in a corner. No. And if it makes folks feel any better, you know, I could take a one mile radius and know who's done a reverse mortgage and tell them, look, your neighbor's down the road. You know, this is public information. You know, this is not like you have to go snooping around. No, there are people that have reverse mortgages in your neighborhood. Is it, is it public information that it's a reverse mortgage or just yeah. Yeah, it is because it's a, it's an FHA case number that's pulled. And when that happens, it becomes public, public information. Specifically about a reverse mortgage, not just the fact that, because you know, you can pull a prelim on, on uh, various houses to see, you know, Wells Fargo's got a first mortgage on 123 Main Street in Sonoma. Um, But it specifically will indicate that it's a reverse mortgage. Interesting. Well, well, yeah. So there's always two, two deeds of trust recorded on a reverse. I'm, yeah. And so that, that's, that's kind of a giveaway, but you can actually specifically look up FHA reverse FHA case numbers. Okay. Um, and and how are there two mortgages? If there's, how, well, you know what they do is um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little convoluted and I don't know if I could cover it in the last <laughs> few minutes here, but <laughs> okay. yeah. So what it's it is, like, is like with SB, like SBAs are basically an SBA loan, a small business association loan. Generally the bank is going to be in first position. The SBA is going to be in second. 
but people- oh yeah no this is this is two from the same lender they're recording two deeds of trust one for um an an advanced appraised value and one for the actual what's called the loan amount at the time Interesting. So it is. And I have realtors call me that go, what the heck, Mike, this, they have a loan for like 1.4 million and their home value is only 900,000. Yeah. Hang on, calm down. And, yeah, and, and futuristic. Uh, causes a lot of heartburn from some folks. They're going, this is terrible. And that doesn't help with, uh, you know, the whole persona of the program yeah. to begin with. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to put a $1.4 million loan on your house. <laughs> right. All right. Michael Browse, thank you very much. Uh, again, give out your phone number really quickly, and then we're going to do our thoughts for the day. 707-888-8230. And Everett, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. My honor to be here. Thank you. Very, very good job. Okay. Our thoughts Thanks. for the day. Now, when I look at chocolate, I hear two voices in my head. The first one says, you need to eat the chocolate. The second one says, you heard, eat the chocolate. <laughs> and um, thank you, Student Loan, for helping me through college. I don't think I can ever repay you. All right, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.